Hey guys, it's Tammy here and welcome to another episode of The Med Locket. Maria here as well. And today we're going to be giving you guys pre-med advice. Yeah, things that we either knew or things that we wish we knew um, that we think would be helpful to any pre-med student. So at the beginning of this podcast journey, we talked about wanting to make your journey easier and not have to go through certain struggles we did. So hopefully this advice kind of solidifies certain things that um, can help with that. Yeah, that's our goal. That's honestly our goal. So the first tip that we have is to pick a major that fits for you. Yeah, not everyone is going to be a traditional pre-med student. Yeah, I have a lot of classmates that are um, psychology majors, English majors, philosophy majors, music just, majors. Music majors. Honestly, they just found something that fit for them. Um, and they got their prerequisites and they got into medical school. Um, I actually started medical school as a biomedical um, science major. And I chose that because it had medicine in it. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was the way I was supposed to go. Um, but when I started school, I was like, I'm not really into all of these classes. I feel like health sciences fits more what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of humanities, sociology, psychi- well, psychology, mm-hmm. and it was more well-rounded, and that's what I chose to do. Yeah. So I think that it's very important to find something that you will actually like mm-hmm. in college because you don't want to go through four-plus years of college not enjoying your major. Yeah. Um, I actually ended up sticking with biomed, so I was like your, I guess, traditional biomed major, and I didn't mind it to, in a sense, but I noticed that it was more geared towards biomedical research. Like scientists. Yeah, scientists. Like, um, if you wanted to get a PhD, that would be the mm. path to go in and everything. So I don't regret having that major. I also did health administration as a minor, so I mm. got exposed to, like, different, like, little classes I probably wouldn't have gotten exposed to otherwise. And I thought it was interesting. So if you are a pre-med major and you you like your major, stick with it. If you don't, go ahead and do something else. Like we said, we have a bunch of classmates that literally did nothing related. I have people that were engineers in their past life and then just decided (laughs) randomly, I'm going to come and become a doctor. So it really, there's not just one clear cut path for medicine. You can do it and come from any angle. We have more non-traditional students in my class than we have traditional students. So don't be scared to just do what you love and then just add the prerequisites like Maria said along the way yeah and like you mentioned like the biomedical science major was Mm -hmm. more geared to like research when I started so like MD PhD if you wanted to that would be the perfect major but remember so I started getting more interested in the MD PhD program and for a second I felt like I wish that I stayed in the biomed Mm -hmm. route um it was harder for sure to get Mm -hmm. like experience in research and to understand research but at the end of the day where where there's a will there's a way yeah so even though like biomedical science majors had an advantage over me I was able to compensate in other ways yeah so I still got the research experience that I mm. that I needed yeah. um, and if I did decide to do the MD PhD route I was, still would be prepared yeah. so yeah it, it doesn't there's, matter your, yeah, there's not one clear, clear path. yeah you can you can you can accomplish any goal in different ways so just don't don't think that it has to be a cookie cutter you have to be a cookie cutter pre-med again where there's a will there will be a way really really will be so our second advice um is in terms of balancing classes it's very important especially if you're going to apply to medical school that you have a solid gpa that is very so we want to like we don't want to be so stuck on numbers as in like mcat and gpa doesn't matter yes schools want a very well-rounded student but you give yourself an easier chance to be seen by these exactly. schools when you have 
there's certain cutoff scores that you just meet. That so you, you can be an all-around great student, amazing, probably even more passionate about some of the students applying in this cycle. Like you really want to be a physician. But if you don't have the stats to get you seen by these admission committees, sometimes you're, you won't even you're giving yourself like a you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. So mm-hmm. we want to talk about balancing your classes. How do you feel like you did that in undergrad? It was actually really weird. I actually met someone one of the days of my orientation. We she was a student. Um, I was coming in, and me and my mom passed her. And we asked like, if you had one tip for a pre med student, what would you tell them? And she was telling me that I should balance my classes. You know, the first two years are when people take their easier classes or their, like, what's it called, the first two-year classes? Gen eds. Your, yeah, your General gen ed. So she told me to balance my major classes with my gen ed classes. And Smart. that tip saved me because I know a lot of people, they took their gen ed classes in the first like two years. Yeah, they finished it. And then they had all their major classes and, the, and they had like a huge like course load yeah. that they couldn't handle. And that really affected their GPA. But because I like maybe took harder classes in the beginner and sorry, in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning with um, my gen eds, I was able to balance that out through the four years so that I wasn't taking too hard of classes that it would like affect my GPA. So that, that really, sense. that really helped. So that would be a tip. That's a pro that saved my life in so many ways. I actually, I did something similar. So like my, I remember my first semester of undergrad, I had anatomy and physiology, I think like, um, calc or something like, and I had like some other like gen eds within that. So yeah. I got, I'm not sure who I got that advice from, but I ended up kind of like following that pattern all the mm. way through, um, undergrad. But another advice that I, I think like learning from my experience, if I could go back and like be more, um, I guess aware about this is learning how to balance other extracurriculars with school as well. Um, one of the things that I struggled with was like, I remember my junior year, and this was crazy because it was right before we were about to apply for medical school, was when I started seeing my grades like slipping from like my traditional, like what I usually was used to getting and stuff like that. And that was because I was like on a lot of pressure with leadership. So like being like president of an organization, like that took a lot from me. And I also started incorporating research and it was just like, I felt like a lot was put on my plate with that and my grades started, like it started affecting my grades. So remembering that like, your priority in school is first and foremost school your grades. your grades are important so if you notice things taking that away from that taking you away from that Not worth it. start taking a step back and it's funny my mom has always been very big about even when I got to med school she's like um I don't want to see you involved in things that are gonna like make your education take a back burner yeah. so if one advice I could give is like if you see anything putting your education at the back burner you need to take a step down from it you can't be you're not a superhuman and it's okay not to be like you can still be able to do leadership like in smaller roles it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to be the president or the vice president of an organization for you to be able to show that you have leadership skills so because like you said earlier at the end of the day like leadership and extracurriculars are like sprinkles and icing on top yeah of the they cake. are they just make you look well-rounded but, but they, they're not the first and foremost exactly. about what people are looking for in you so yeah because if you don't have you know like your gpa where it needs to be sometimes you won't even be considered or those Which is extra sad, things won't you be looked at exactly exactly so just remember to keep your grades keep your grades first first. remember that that is your priority you're paying money to be in school (laughs) not not like this is money and like that's (laughs) you're investing money please like be very careful about that 
Um, next, our next advice would probably be just to build relationships with professors. Very important. Or just people around you, like professional people. It doesn't necessarily have to be your like professors because you're, when you um, start applying for medical school, you're going to have to get character letters, whether it's from people you shadowed or people that just like um, you volunteered with. Exactly. But just knowing how to build rapport earlier on. So when you do go back and ask for a recommendation letter, mm-hmm. it's not like, mm, but I don't know you. Exactly. And this is funny because um, I and we both had similar experiences because we've talked about this before. But I remember I did research in a lab for. Um, actually a year and a half because I ended up doing a summer fellowship in that same lab Mm -hmm. and um, I went at the end of it and I wanted my um, PI to write me a recommendation letter and he was just like like I can write you one but I really wouldn't know what to say and that goes to another point you know you might build relationships or you might have experiences with different professors or teachers and at the end of the day they'll say hey I don't think that I'll be able to write you a strong letter of recommendation and sometimes it hurts, but, you know, you just have to find someone that is willing to. Yeah. Some of my strongest um, letters of recommendation came from people who knew me really well. Mm-hmm. But there was also my biochem, not my biochem, my biology teacher from first year. Mm-hmm. She was like, I understand, like, a lot of students, a lot of good students don't come to my office all the time. Mm-hmm. But I really want to support you, so let me get to know you, and I will write you a solid letter of recommendation so sometimes it's not you it's not necessarily because you haven't been building that relationship exactly that person isn't meant to write a solid recommendation and it's better to like you said it's better to have someone write a solid recommendation letter from you than someone to write something that's mediocre exactly and it's like takes admission it it. takes away from your application eventually so always know who's writing your, your recommendation letters like she said like i remember the best recommendation letter that i think that i've gotten have been from people that really like were very invested in my success like they wanted to see me be successful and I could tell the energy that they put into like actively writing something worthwhile reading for me you'll sense it you really will and I and it's it's funny because I, I think admission committees like see that and everything like a recommendation letter can go a long way can really separate like do so much more for your application than even you can do because if other people are able to speak well about you mm-hmm. that these people know you and they're able to say like this person is gonna gonna contribute like so well to like your environment and bring diversity and bring different things to your school like they will be an asset to your school why wouldn't the school want to take you because somebody was able to speak that say about it. you and sometimes when like there was one interview that i went to and they read a tiny bit of something that someone said yeah. about me and i was like wow I'm thankful, you know, I'm just thankful that I had an opportunity to have that mentor in my life that could advocate for me. Like, she changed my life. She literally played a role in helping me get into medical school. So, yeah, just find people who you know will go to the bat for you. Yeah, they're conducive to your success. Exactly. That's funny. I do remember, like, one of my interviewers saying, like, people had really good things to say about you. And I was just like, really? I I mean, I don't know, but, like, thank you. I'm glad. Like, this is wonderful. Okay, so um, we talked about we were both TAs, so that's just another way to, like, build rapport with professors. Like, TA teaching assistant, if I'm sure other schools have, like, different ways of... Um, I guess putting a title to that, but just assisting the the professor during the year where they're leading like reviews. Mm -hmm. So that can like show that you're, I mean, if you've helped them from a year that you've built a relationship with them. So just different um, avenues to do that. Our next piece of advice would be to explore options. You don't have to be very dead set on 
medicine and being a physician right from the get-go. Yeah, you definitely don't have to have blinders on. College is a place to explore your interests. You don't want to get to the end of your pre-med journey and realize, hey, I don't want to do medicine. Or even get to the end of your medical school journey and realize you. many people have that. Like, they finish medical school and they're just like, this isn't what I this want. Isn't, like, I'm not going to wake up every single day and, like, be happy that I'm going to work. Not necessarily saying you have to, but just... This isn't what I signed up for. Right. Yeah, when I when I entered um, college, I was very intentional, mostly because I was rebellious and my parents wanted me to do medicine, um, but I also wanted to make sure that that was something that I wanted to do myself. So I explored different fields. I explored optometry. I explored um, the, the prospect of becoming a physician assistant. I explored different fields because I wanted to know, hey, is this something else that I could do or something else that I'd be more passionate about. Um, And the more that I explored different fields, the more I realized, you know what, you know, medicine is the field for me. It's like, you know those movies where there's this girl and she's pursuing different men and she has her best friend with her this whole time through her journey. And with every man, she's like, this isn't the man for me. But with every experience, she realizes that her best friend who was there by her side this whole time (laughs) is the man for her. I feel like medicine was my best friend and I'm happy for the experiences that I had that showed me time and time again that medicine was for me. That's a good analogy. Thank you, sis. But um, I, this is one advice that I give to my um, younger cousin because she's a sophomore in college, is just being very um, open-minded to a lot of things and making sure that whatever you're doing, um, it's something that actually comes from your heart. Don't go into a field because your parents want you to do so. And this is very common, especially in, I think, African communities, Nigerian communities especially. This is something we can both speak on is having, I guess, parents or just um, parent-like figures in your life pushing you towards STEM fields. We have a lot of um, of friends. I actually remember someone, Abisola, is probably going to like listen to this and hear herself being mentioned in this, but um, I remember talking to her one day and she was just like, my mom wanted me to be a doctor. Her older sister's a doctor. And she's like, I remember when I told my mom I wanted to do journalism, she was just like, why? And Sis is out here being successful. She is wrote her first it. wrote her book is on um, news and stations. Like you can tell, this is something she, she was, was on meant NPR to do. NPR, it was. Like, it was something she was actually created to do. And seeing people like seeing African Africans and Nigerian students, like or just Nigerians in general, being passionate about something and going against the normal, like I guess norm to medicine be, or lawyer or lawyer or engineer or whatever else or nurse, like actually following something they're passionate about you can be successful in anything you do as long as it's within what you're supposed to be doing i think so make sure that you're open to options you might start off college thinking you want to be a doctor and then end up realizing oh maybe i like social work Mm -hmm. and that's like fine you can be the best social worker in your within your own capacity and you can be successful in that success doesn't have to be measured by the accolades that come with being a physician, being a lawyer, being an engineer and doctor. I always encourage everyone. And honestly, when I'm older and I have children, I want to instill in them. Like, I want you to go after what you're passionate about because I know you will be successful in that. If you go into medicine and you don't necessarily want to be a doctor, mental health is really real. Like you'll burn out. You will be depressed very, very quickly. 
You'll wake up every day and it'll affect the way you interact with patients in general too. Because if you're not actually passionate about this, it's yeah. going to show. You're going to, the way you deliver care to patients that actually need you to be your best, like your best self, it's going to be, it, it, there's going to be a limitation because this isn't actually something you're, you want to be passionate about. So yeah, that I went on a complete like tangent about that, but I'm very, very like very serious about that. Make sure that you, you're open, to, keep your options available and open. Don't just be, I'm going to be a doctor. Because you can be great in whatever field you decide you to go be. into if that's what your passion is. Yeah. So, yeah, like when Tammy said, I think that's very important to keep your options open. Yeah. Well, you might start off pre-med and then decide at the end of it that you're going to be an engineer and we'll love you. Your parents will love you for that. You're they, will. <laughs> they will. They so, will. Well, yeah. those are the five tips that we had for you guys for this episode. Um, we hope that they helped. Um, as always, we have episodes every second and fourth Friday till the end of this year. And please follow us on Instagram at the Medlocket. Yeah. So we'll talk to you guys next time. Tune in and see you guys later. Bye, Bye. guys.